Hey everybody, this is Hotline Monday, recorded every Monday, 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, except for today, we'll explain that in a minute, with your live calls at 801-895-4724, that's 801-895-4724. I'm Scott Johnson, that's Justin Robert Young. Woo! That's what I gotta say about that. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, every once in a while, man, life gets in the way, Yeah. and... Uh, and 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 you uh, you got some some business that mm. you got to take care of, and mm. you know it's like you got nine people, and they're all like eight of them are all like, hey, this is a great day, and I'm like, yeah, I kind of can't, shouldn't, but you know, what but, are you gonna do? But you do. I understand. You're a man about town. You got business to be done. Uh, business moves at the speed of business, so yeah. you either get on the train or you get the f out. Yes, or like you feel the pain. That's right, or you feel that I was looking for another rhyming word and I couldn't do it, but you did. Exactly, yeah. that's what George Washington said, <laughs> to, uh, King George. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today, folks. Uh, it begins with a little Indiana Jones, it moves on to a little bit of Superman. We're going to talk about the Star Wars prequel coming up and why you all sound like you went back in time to 1998 and it's kind of bugging <laughs> us a little bit. We'll talk about cons and whatever else uh, strikes are fancy. That includes whatever your fancy might be striking today. You're supposed to call us, damn it, 801-895-4724. And when you do, we'll take your opinions, your thoughts, your thinkings, and um, lay them out bare for all to see. Yes, That's bear the, style. Yeah, bear style. I don't even know what that is, but it has uh, something to do with Idaho and hairy men, right? Yeah, but, but best best we leave it there. Uh, Scott, where do you want to start? Indiana Jones, Batman, Superman, Final Predictions, Con Season, Rogue One. What 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 is what what on that list of our, of our little poo-poo platter do you want to pick up all first? right the thing that's tickling my uh my bone <laughs> is uh is whether or not you throw me the idol and i give you the whip or uh let's talk about indiana jones that's what i want to talk about all um, right so here's where i want to start with indiana jones all right give it uh there's going to be a new indiana jones scale of one to ten how excited are you not knowing anything else okay in a vacuum where where Crystal Skull doesn't exist, or I have to let that affect how I feel. No, 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 no. This is we. There is no way we can erase Crystal Skull. Okay, right? that's All happened. Right. We need to live with it. All right. Uh, if that's Duke the, Indiana Jones, how excited are you? Um. All right. I am on a scale from one to ten. Uh, probably a seven. If Crystal Skull was better, I'd probably be in the eight or nine range. Um, that may still seem high at seven, given given that it has to live in the shadow of Crystal Skull. But here's the thing. If they go with my idea, and you may have heard me spreading this around. I'm just going to share it with you one more time. All right. For those who don't know, and maybe you for the first time. My thinking on the way this works best is you got Harrison Ford, who's back, who's pushing 80 by the time this movie comes out in 2019, right? You, uh, instead of having him pass the torch to, which I only can presume is going to happen if they want, if they care to make this a long running franchise and continue building on it and not rebooting it. I I don't know this. This is all going to assume they want to keep it running in the current timeline. Okay. Yeah. Your choices are pass it to LaBeouf. Don't want it. Forget he was even on as far as I'm concerned. I, th- I think that they'll be fine doing that. Yeah, they'll be fine doing that. Uh, the other option is you have Indiana Jones. Just do it! <laughs> That's what Shia LaBeouf says about moving on from Shia, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, just leave me. Go now. No, leave no, 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 no. Mine. Exactly. You said yesterday you were going to forget about me, and now it's today. Was I really doing it? A nymphomaniac? I'll never tell. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, that's one direction. The other direction is you keep 
geriatric, you know, Harrison Ford doing it forever. They're not going to yeah. do that. So here's what you do. You get Steven Yoon, I think is how you say his name, who plays uh, a dude oh, on Walking... Short round? Yes. So hold on. <laughs> this is good. You get the guy, you get him who who's currently playing, uh, uh, what's his name on Walking Old Dead? Glenn on The Walking Dead. Yep. Glenn on The Walking Dead. Glenn, right? correct. And you get him in there, short round, hat and everything. You have him show up with Indy. Uh, he has less of an accent now because he's grown up. He's got, you know, he's fine now. So it's not so racist. No, you do have to drop one of those terrible lines like, like, man, all that time in London really paid off, huh? <laughs> I like that idea. And then he takes over the reins. Uh, we got a caller on the line already. Uh, the caller, any thoughts on this Indiana Jones 5 movie? Actually, are you excited about it, first of all? Come here, I can see it. You're going to go, you'll, you'll spend eight bucks and see it? Um. Oh, five fifty-ish where I'm at. All right, where I'm at, Nate. <laughs> wow, five fifty. You live in the you live in an enchanted place. All right, uh, where are you from, caller? Uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan. All right, that that explains it. Uh, uh, fine town, fine town. Nothing wrong with Kalamazoo. Yeah, so the, the enchanted place that we all wish uh, we we lived in. Uh, Kalamazoo. What 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 are your thoughts on on Indiana Jones? Mm. Hello. Yeah, Harrison Steve. I'd be interesting to see like with their uh they do pass the torch off to a younger guy to continue the line. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. But what but hold on now, Justin, what if it but if my Steven Yoon idea actually holds water though? Because you've got some continuity, some connectivity too. Some would argue not one of the best films in the series. I would disagree. I think uh the middle one's great or the second one's great. I have a really good time with it. People forget it's a prequel to Raiders. They all okay, think it's all sure. in line. Well, I mean, well, I mean, the the point, the whole point of that franchise, especially with Temple of Doom, was was to understand that these are are serial uh, or not serial. They are they are episodic. No, no, it is serial. Serial, not episodic. So that that they are just kind of unstuck in time, and there are the many adventures of Indiana Jones. Here's the the biggest thing that having rewatched Temple of Doom recently. Yeah. You know that scene where him and it's like very charming old Hollywood like. You know, uh, a male virility versus, uh, you know, a feminine wiles where they're going back and forth, him and Willie, about like, like, oh, you're into me. No, you're not. And they're kind of both really into each other. Yeah. Indiana Jones is arguing pigheadedly <laughs> on the side of let's have sex next to this child that I've adopted. <laughs> like his whole thing is, no, we're having sex in my room yeah, and but, yeah. you're going to come in here. We're going to have sex. Next to this sleeping child, <laughs> she's got a perfectly fine room, Indy. Well, Come on, like okay. Short, short round doesn't need to wake up. Oh, Doctor Jones, like that's that's not good. Well, the good thing about short round, though, in that scene, as you, as you may recall, the way that scene ends is he exclaims very loudly and proudly that there's no time for romance, Doctor Jones. Now, I could do that in his accent. I would be accused of some racial profiling, so I won't sure, do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the good news is I don't think he even wakes up. Short Round even wakes up when a dude gets hung right next to him. So, like, you know, he very obviously is a heavy sleeper, and that would be Indy's defense. Uh, all right. Number one, I, I, I can understand the idea that you want to bring back Short Round. But I think what you've just hit on is part of why I am not excited about this mm. is that the best parts of Indiana Jones are things that I don't know if, A, you can get back, and B, the franchise started to lose with 
The Last Crusade. Because this is something that I want, uh, uh, if anybody can remember something before this, that, that this phenomenon happened, then I want to hear about it. And I'm so excited we're going to go over it because I, I, I've racked my brain and I can't think. Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade, I believe, was the first movie mm-hmm. that had a franchise that people beloved so much that they spent almost the entire movie winking and nodding to old stuff that happened. Mm. Now, this is de rigueur now in an era where we need to pet cemetery literally anything that ever had a fan base. But <laughs> back then, it was not, it was a novel concept. Everybody, you know, every time that, you know, uh, that, that whole first thing with River Phoenix is all just a bunch of like, how did he get a scar? How did he f- become scared of snakes? Mm. How did he, you know, why did he want to become uh, an adventurer? Yada, yada, yada. It's all this insane callback stuff. And that's what hampered uh, the Crystal Skull, besides the fact that the script was terrible. Uh, it was just all had to be like, oh, remember this? Remember this? Remember this? Let's bring back Marion. Let's have all these elements tie up. Let's have a young Indiana Jones. Uh, and, and I hope, I very much hope, that whatever this version, the new one is, that it just gets back to telling thrilling adventure stories. Right. Uh, and, and and my worry is, especially having seen uh, uh, what I thought was a good performance by Harrison Ford in uh, the Star Wars, uh, is that, like, he was still grandpa. You know, there was, like, all these young, handsome, exciting space adventurers around, and grandpa showed up, and you know, him and his, you know, uh, you know, old Uncle Chewbacca were, you know, <laughs> farting around on the spaceship, getting into running a foul Kanji club. And, and... Like, it was fine, right? But it's not Indiana Jones across gender lines. You are attracted to Indiana Jones because it is unbridled American male virility, right? Mm -hmm. On every level. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make money. I'm going to have sex with this lady. Like, I'm going to shoot a gun when somebody's brandishing a knife. This is... Like you know, a male virility unleashed on the world. Now, and more, moreover, is he's he's cool. and moreover he's going to do it with a with a with a resolve that means he doesn't necessarily even want to be there. He's going to do uh, the right thing, but be grumpy about it. Like there's a special quality to that character that isn't just I'm here to save the day sort of heroic guy. Yes. He's he's a little bit pissed. He's a little bit irritated. He gets hit in the chin by what's her name in Raiders, and that sucks because that hurts real bad while you're on a submarine. Like, there's a lot of reasons to be grumpy if you're Indiana Jones. You're hurt. You got bruises all over the place, and you just found out the Nazis are taking the thing over into the desert. And you're like, yeah. damn it, I'm gonna take this bandage off my head and say, where'd they go? That sword belongs in a museum, Dad. You can have all kinds of fights with your dad on the way to stuff. And yes, it's great. These are great. You know, Frog fan in the chat room says, shocking. Jury isn't excited for Indiana Jones. I love Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull was one of the most painful experiences I've ever uh, had in a movie theater. Like, <laughs> I remember driving back from the theater with my, my buddy Anthony, for whom we were Indiana Jones obsessives, and we were just shell-shocked. We were just like, it's like, did we really just watch what we watched? Did we, you feel like like a fool, Scott. Mm-hmm. No, you're not wrong. So, so here's so here's what they can do to fix it. 
You need to, there needs to be a passing of the torch. It can't be him running around like Indiana Jones. It just can't. And I'm not an ageist and I'm all for Harrison Ford living to be 150 years old and doing great work up until then and still being as funny as he is on talk shows. And as uh, you know, he, he needs, somebody needs to keep Callista Flockhart happy and whatever, right? Keep yeah. him around. He's great. I think maybe some of his most interesting things have yet to come. He may have a, cr- a crazy character actor moments coming up. I don't know. Uh, I but, would I would disagree. But <laughs> okay, but fun. let's just say that that's possible. That is that that is that old Salt Lake City optimism. <laughs> kind of is, yeah. So, but but that's my point. At some okay, at some point, you can't be the swashbuckling dude anymore. And in Crystal Skull, part of my problem with that movie wasn't. I mean, there's it's a bad script, yes, and there were some dumb setup. And there was a lot of problems with the movie for sure that you could quantify. But one of the ones that was a little harder to quantify or ones that one that was a little more esoteric was that he didn't convince me when he's running around being heroic anymore. He's old now. It's okay. We all do it. We're all going to get older. I don't play one-on-one basketball the way I used to. Not even close. And that's okay. He doesn't run around like Indiana Jones like he used to, and no filmmaking is going to make that seem right any more than you're going to have, I don't know, one of the Golden Girls be your bikini model for the next Piranha 3D movie. You're not going to do it. And it's okay to admit that there's a time for it, and that time has passed. His prime was probably Temple of Doom. He looked amazing in that movie, even though his back hurt the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but but he's past all that. So so then where so where does your optimism come from? Here's my optimism. Inform me on where this wellspring of optimism uh, comes from. All right, here's where I think it goes. I really do think that this is the movie where he passes the torch. What that means or how much involvement he has directly, I don't know. Um, I kind of wish there wasn't any of it. I don't want it to be like Chevy Chase at the beginning of that new. Uh, vacation movie where he's barely in it and he weighs 900 pounds and he says good luck son and off goes Rusty and his family. I think yeah. that's too. That's that's too. It's weird. It's, oh, it's no, a, no. This is going to be an Indiana Jones movie starring Harrison Ford directed by Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Like and and every indication that we've gotten is that this is not a passing of the torch movie. This is an Indiana Jones film well, with all I'm, the tropes of an Indiana Jones film up to and including. The, uh, you know, the fact that that he's going to be out there, you know, tossing idols and cracking whips. Then I am then I am genuinely worried then. I mean, if, if you, you you've kind of swayed me in that in, dire- in that direction, because part of me keeps thinking, oh, they're going to pull some trick on us. They're going to say uh, his new apprentice, with lack of a better term, is the Chris Pratt we've been all asking for or Tom Hardy or somebody who I would like to see in the role of Indiana Jones or something like him and carry it on. But then I start to remember, wait a minute. This series is called Indiana Jones and the Thing of Something. It's never yeah. it's never uh Harrison Flimflam and the sweat of the monkey child. Like it's yeah. never it's never another guy. So they're not going to change that. And if they do, what do you do? I mean, Raiders of the Lost Ark is the only time they ever put out a movie where it didn't have Indiana Jones in front of it until later. It was like New Hope in a way. It's yeah. like slap that thing on there and now it's got this name attached to it. So, so you're maybe this is just where they end it. Maybe there is no passing of the torch. Maybe he falls into a lava pit like uh, freaking Sigourney Weaver in Alien Three, and we think that's the end of it. I guess he came back in Alien Four, but so maybe maybe I may my optimism may be ill placed. I guess is what I'm saying. I'm willing to admit that it's possible that this is just a bad idea on all fronts. The screenwriter 
is known for his poopy script in the past. He's had some great oh, successes. Oh, no, no, no. David Coep is going to write the, the movie. David Coep is, is a great screenwriter. David Coep's written. He's worked with Spielberg a lot. Um, and by the way, you know, all right, here. Here are some movies that he's written. Mission Impossible, Jurassic Park, uh, Ghost Town. Oh, Ghost Town. The old Ghost Town. I don't know what yeah. that is. <laughs> Carlito's Way. Uh-huh. Uh oh, geez, there's some crappy. That's what I'm saying. Look at the shadow. Did you ever see the shadow? Oh yeah, that uh, was a I'll, that I'll was think. a tire fire, dude. That was an awful film. Uh yeah, the Lost World, probably Spielberg's worst movie. Uh, uh the Crystal Skull, the new champion for Spielberg's worst movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Toy Soldiers, uh, not good, not great. Uh, it's okay. But, listen, the dude wrote Jurassic Park. <laughs> All right, so we got one. Do you ever see well, Snake Eyes? And, and and by the way, like like you can't like it, it's hard to judge a writer's work yeah. with a final product. Sure, you know, especially for big blockbusters because so many hands are on that story uh, that that it's it, it's hard to tell. Yeah. But yeah. Coop has a very very good reputation. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is thought to be a good screenwriter. You know, for a while he was giving out uh, advice, creative advice on Vine. He was just like doing like six second vine things that was uh that were very very nice. Were they uh, so were they I'm useful? I'm worried about Coep. Okay, You're I'm not worried wor- about Harrison Ford, and I'm worried about the idea of an 80 year old telling a story of unbridled American male virility. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, if it's supposed to be, look, when Spielberg, when Spielberg and and Lucas put their heads together and said, look, we're doing this thing that's like the old serials we loved as kids, and for them being kids was like 49 through 55 or whatever. And yeah. they loved that. It's Flash Gordon. It's uh, that other guy that's sort of basically Indiana Jones. Can't think of his name all of a sudden. Anyway, the, all those things were like their version of what we love about Star Wars, what we love about Indiana Jones. And they were trying to recreate that 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 sensibility, which is a very yeah. old Hollywood sensibility. You cannot drag a 77-year-old man out and, and, and convey that. You just can't. If you could, yeah. we'd have a ton of movies that were all proof of this. But there's no proof of this. They don't exist. Occasionally, you get a tough old guy who kicks ass, uh, you know, El, Tor- El Torino or whatever. Is that the name of that? <laughs> what was the name of yeah. that movie? Oh, yeah. No, got it. Uh, yeah. El, El, yeah. El Torino. Yeah. Occasionally, you can drag, you know, him out and say, all right, be a badass old man. But you're still yeah. going to have a script full of, I'm getting too old for this shit jokes. And yeah. it, it falls flat. Indiana Jones needs to be almost indestructible. Um, difficult to hold back. I mean, basically, the, the if there's a franchise that has carried forward the Indiana Jones name in the most, uh, I don't know, with the most reverence, perhaps, is probably the Uncharted games and the character of Nathan Drake. Um, that character is the embodiment of a little too cocky, uh, also kind of a nice guy, gets talked into doing something weird, but then ultimately does the right thing. Like, he's got all of those things. He swashbuckles, he's fast, he's... He's, uh, you know, durable. It's not a 77-year-old geezer man. And that's a problem. It's just a freaking well, problem. You know, we'll, we'll see. This is something that, that has gone through a lot of machinations and has really been on the tip of everybody's tongue ever since Disney bought Lucasfilm. Uh, absent, and, and, and if you read the online scuttlebutt, among all of this discussion is, remember, Indiana Jones, this creative process used to be a holy trilogy mm. spielberg the director harrison ford the star 
And missing in all this hullabaloo <laughs> is old independent garage filmmaker uh, George Lucas, yeah. who is absent all of this talk. Hmm. Apparently, he is not involved in the story. This will be done completely without his participation, except for maybe a few calls to the set. <laughs> hey, how's everything going? That's really great. Yeah, it's really good. Um, George, we're um, really busy here. Can you? We can't talk right now. I'll I'll call you when we're done. Okay, thanks. All right, oh. sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, just give me a call back. Okay. <laughs> Look, it's the, this is the other thing to remember about the co-op script from uh, from Crystal Skull that was based on an idea fronted by George Lucas. George Lucas basically said, "Hey, what about aliens? How about aliens? What about their skulls? They're made of crystal. What's that about?" And this guy said, all right, shit. All right, I'll make a story. A night of vodka drinking with Dan Aykroyd, and all of a sudden, everything seems super fascinating. Let me let me ask you this. Yeah. Because I, I feel like I need people to call in. Oh, here's one. Hold on. Let's see who this is. Hi, caller. Who's this? Hey, it's Buckeye Fitzy from Ohio. Buckeye Fitzy here to give us legal advice. No, no, no. He's here to talk about uh, Indiana Jones. What's going on, man? Yeah, regardless of whether you think they're going to reboot, and I think since Disney owns it, I think that's probably inevitable. Don't you think this is just a chance for Harrison Ford, like he did with Han Solo, to say, okay, I want to get into this character. Please kill this character off. Do it in a meaningful way. And then the fans can you know, move on with the series. That's, that's interesting. You th- do you think there's anything to that, Justin? Like Harrison, like the rumored conversations he had with J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy with Star Wars, do you think he came to Spielberg and said, well, look, I'll do it one last time, but you got to give me like a proper death. I mean, is he going to do that with everything we like him for? <laughs> like, is he just like, like, okay, yeah, I'll do it, but I got to die. Yeah. Like, I'll do, I'll I, do uh, it, the Air Force One, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, he's been president for 20 years and now he dies. Uh, no, he's yeah. just, he's older and he gives speeches at the colleges. Get off my plane <laughs> yeah, again. Again. Rah. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I mean, it, that doesn't seem crazy to me. Mm. You know? But even then, it's like you would have to attach somebody super big named to do it. Yeah. You know, to, to be to be a part of it. Um, and and I feel like that's that's always going to be the tricky part. And, and I think there's a reason why there was all that talk when Lucasfilm got bought out by Disney that like, all right, well, let's just bond it. I mean, like he's been the American James Bond since his, his inception. It feels natural to just say, yeah, no, the adventures live on forever. Here's a new actor. Here's a new director. Go ahead uh, and do it like that just makes sense to me. So uh, if he if he died. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, that it doesn't seem out of the out of the ordinary to me. I just think that if they're going to put the, if they really want this to live on as a franchise, and if there's any company with a bunch of properties that is interested in having things live on forever, it's Disney. Uh, they're not interested in one-offs. They're not interested in even quick reboots. That's just enough to satisfy a bunch of people that Harrison Ford was him one more time and then be done with it. That's not their plan. So that's why I guess I'm conflicted. They're either going to Straight up rebooted after whatever this is, or this is the 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 tip of the spear for whatever's next. And I don't know which way I'd land on that. Like it can't be father son hand down because we can't do Chiela Booff. We really can't, everyone. Please don't do that. They could recast that, I suppose. That could be, you know, a bunch of no, years later. Scared. It's gone. I mean, you were done. All right. You know, all right. 
didn't need to spend all the time in Last Crusade talking about Temple of Doom. We don't need to spend any time in this new movie talking about Crystal Skull. For the love of God, we need to move on. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and not even just from that movie. I want to ask you about something else. All right, go for it. I was online. Yeah. The internet. I was on the internet, mm. man, and I was reading about this new Star Wars movie. Oh, yeah. All right. Apparently, mm. it's a prequel. Bunch of Bothans or something. Uh, well, I mean, you know, there's a lot of rumors and everything, but uh, but I saw a lot of speculation. Sure. About uh, who was going to show up. Maybe Harrison Ford's going to show up. Maybe Darth Vader's going to show up. Maybe it centers a little bit more around Darth Vader than we thought. Yeah. Maybe it, it's got Yoda in it. You know, there's going to be all these little winks and nods to uh to to a lot of the uh, uh original trilogy because it happens uh you know to to deal with a lot of those same people uh oh. want to know when I was on the internet when 1998 whoa reading in 1998 right before the phantom menace came out now here we are I'm a 32 year old man <laughs> I'm sitting in a in an apartment that I pay rent on talking on the internet going on these websites and reading about the same rumors and we're excited <laughs> What has happened to us? I'm excited. I'm reading these rumors about Rogue One, a Star Wars prequel. After having it beaten into me for a solid decade to not be excited about Star Wars prequels. And here I am like a sucker. Ooh, I wonder if Han Solo's going to be in it. Ooh, I hear there's a cameo from Darth Vader. Oh, I, I'm just thrilled. I'm so excited about it. And I don't know how to feel. All right. Let's talk to this listener about how they feel first. And then I will tell you exactly how to feel. Uh, uh, listener, you're on the air. Who is this? This is Todd in Arizona. Jerry, you got to learn how to express your feelings, man. <laughs> He's really got to let, <laughs> let it out more, right? <laughs> a little bit. It's nice to talk to you, Todd. What's up, man? On the Indiana Jones thing, I think what we're going to wind up doing is playing a little game of Follow the Fedora. Mm. So cast your mind back to Last Crusade, where we have the River Phoenix sequence where he receives the hat of awesomeness from the other archaeologist. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to call it now. We're going to have that scene played out again in this new film. He will pass the hat to Chris Pratt or whomever, All right. and it will continue down the lineage. All right. Now, we've talked a bunch about how Chris Pratt is, seems to be the default go-to dude. Are we still on that train just before we get back to 1998? We still think he's your man, or are we a little tapped out on Chris Pratt? Um, no, I think uh, like right now we are in the valley because the new Guardians of the Galaxy hasn't come out. Uh, yeah. But when that comes out and is awesome, we'll all be in love with Chris Pratt. And 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 obviously, listen, the parallels to Harrison Ford are numerous. You know, he has a big space franchise. He's got a big dusty "I'm a man's man" franchise yeah. with uh, with with Jurassic World. He's super funny. He's charming. Uh, women want to be with him and men want to be him, you know, as as the old Hollywood maxim uh, goes. Yeah. So. Uh, so, yeah, no, I think that like that makes a lot of sense. I don't like I don't know if putting him in like I think him doing Harrison Ford a Jace roles is better for him than him, like literally just cutting open Harrison Ford and wearing his skin around. Uh <laughs> But uh, he, he I thought think, he know, thought Harrison Ford uh, smelled bad on the outside. Don't don't forget that. Uh, you know, Free Rangers in the chat room says Chris Pratt's fine, but uh, also Oscar Isaac, Tom Hardy, Bradley Cooper. I think that all those guys are a little old. Um, uh, to 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 have you know, if you're going to reboot, 
you want to reboot and lock them up for like nine films, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's going to be harder to do with Oscar Isaac, Tom Hardy, or Bradley Cooper, money-wise, as well as time-wise. And you're like, all right, well, where are they going to be in 15 years? Kind of want some handsome, young, charisma monster in his early 20s that you can groom into the next Well, movie. maybe, but to keep in mind, Harrison Ford or uh, Indiana Jones, the character, uh, be, uh, you know, set aside for a second, Harrison Ford was in his 40s when he made uh, the second movie. He was in his late 30s in the first movie and mid to late 40s in Last Crusade. And then I don't know how old he was for, for Crystal Skull. So he was playing younger and looking great. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, th- this says that's more about the studio system than it is like how those were made. And also, I mean, Harrison Ford's Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the, he, he was a gigantic box office draw. And, and you know, that's uh, that's that's I think that just makes 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 a lot of sense. I agree. Back to 98. Everyone get back on this train. We're back to 98. It's the Internet. Uh, we all thought, ooh, uh, Jabba the Hutt. I hear he's in this. That sounds great. Uh, what we didn't know is Jar Jar Binks would be the worst thing ever. Uh, well, so, so let me ask you this. How do you feel about getting look inside your soul? Everybody, I want you to call him right now. Look inside your soul and tell me how you feel about getting excited for a Star Wars prequel. Yeah. And All right. Yeah. There's your number. 801. And, and, and by the way, yeah. if, you, if you love the prequels, don't call. Like, I'm not talking to you. All right. That's fine. You can like them. That's great. I just we're not having that conversation right now. Yeah. I want people who were disappointed in the prequels to call in right now and tell me to my voice face how you feel. Because I don't know how I feel and I need the opinions of others. 801-895-4724. That's 801-895-724. Uh, calling during the lunch hour for a lot of you people. And we know you, you got a minute. You're all just sitting there at work going, what am I going to do for the next 20 minutes? I know. Call us. Tell us your damned opinions and uh, let us know. Because I here, so here's where here's where I am with uh, with this as a prequel. Yeah, it didn't even occur to me until you started talking today. Yeah, that I knew it was a prequel, but I wasn't looking at it in the context of oh, we've been down this road before with Star Wars prequels before. Yeah, I, I feel like what we're facing with this one is a very different animal because what we had with it- George Lucas and the original or the the prequels from '98 and forward. Uh, 99 technically when it released, but the the all the hubbub then was that we knew George Lucas had an idea. We knew that it was going to be a prequel and that had something to do with Anakin and really nothing else. Like it was all a mystery and it had been 25, 30 years or whatever since we'd seen previous work, whatever it was at the time. Uh, and this is different. This is like, all right, successful episode seven, yeah, in a lot of ways, it's um, kind of a duplicate of four, but hey, that's what you wanted, and it's great, and we've retold that in some interesting ways and carried on the story at the same time somehow, and J.J. Abrams is a craftsman and can do it, and blah, 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 and we're all happy with it. Now yeah. we're approaching this next thing going, all right, it's a, a freaking year later is all. Yep. And they have a chance to do something rad. Caller, who's this? This is John from Iowa. Hey, John from Iowa. How are you, man? Good. I uh, dislike the prequels, but uh, I am actually looking forward to the new movie because it's not talking about the Skywalker family. No. That's the only reason that I have hope. 
Okay, now that's interesting. That is a new hope indeed. <laughs> now, now, all right, it's, you're right. And I'm excited about that element too. A Star Wars universe is a very broad one, and I can understand where your central story is probably going to center around this family, but obviously we are fascinated and enchanted by everything around them. There can be a movie set in there. I think we all agree with that. However, there's this rumored cameo <laughs> of a badass Darth Vader there's this scuttlebutt now at SlashFilm.com that they're looking to, to cast the young Han Solo, despite the fact that the young Han Solo movie isn't going to come out for a couple years because they want him to have a cameo. This is not going to be free of all the elements that we have come to know and love in these main franchises. It will be extraneous. We're not necessarily going to see a Skywalker in it, although we will if we see uh, uh, Darth Vader. Uh, but like that, that will surround it, you know? And, and, and again, I am excited for this movie. L let me make this perfectly clear. I'm not grousing about this movie. It, it is maybe my most anticipated film of the year, but there is a little, a little voice, a, a, a warning voice. And uh, it whispers, it says in my ear, don't you know, little fool, you got burnt for a decade. Well, you have a little... Listen, you got a little PTSD. I totally understand it. Iowa, does it does it improve your uh, anticipation of this? Because it seems, at least on the surface, like we're going to get a story completely outside of the normal uh, story treatment that these movies get or out of the normal arc of story into some whole new territory. Is that the reason that you have some optimism? Or is it just, well, they didn't blow seven, so they're on a, they're on a one-movie streak here and we might be okay? Well, actually, it's kind of both. I was more leaning towards, I'm on the high from just watching episode seven, and that's why I have hope for the next one. All right. Well, so. that sounds like a new hope to me, and uh, I don't know, man. Uh, so the argument is Gareth Edwards is a really rad director. Uh, you know, he did uh, the, the, the movie, the super low-budget movie, Monsters. Uh, Godzilla was was super fun, although maybe not uh, crazily rewatchable. Yeah. Uh, so he is a promising director. He was uh, that was a very incestuous movie, by the way. Did you do you know do you know why? Can I tell you why? Well, well, uh, because they were brother and sister in, in the movie <laughs> that came out, you know, a year after. Yeah, I like the idea. That, I just like the idea that that Scarlet Witch and uh, Speedman, uh, what's his name, Speed Quicksilver, it's Quicksilver. <laughs> oh, he was actually playing Scott Speedman, the actor. Scott Speedman. Um, yeah, I like the idea that they were married in that, and then later they would be siblings. Uh, no, I have great faith in him as a director. I think he has he has that weird Spielberg Lucas juice in him. Like the thing I came away with from uh, from Godzilla with more than anything else was this feels like an Amblin Amblin Entertainment movie circa 1998 to me. Yeah, and it had all the right like shocked looks at cameras. Uh, I don't know, just the telltale stuff from that era. Well, yeah, you know, I think that that movie was not as good as it ended up being. Mm. And, and a lot of it is that it just sort of felt like a theme park. You <laughs> yeah, know? a little bit. Because it, it, it just felt like, well, why are these same characters constantly in the path of danger of Godzilla? In the same way that on a theme park ride, it's like, oh, well, we're doing this dangerous thing. Oh, no, a crazy thing's after us. Let's make a left. Oops, we went into the abandoned mine shaft. We're Godzilla's back, right? Uh, it had that kind of element to it. But because I, I totally agree with you, it was framed perfectly. It was paced really, really well that at the end of it, you could forgive it. It's 
kind of stupid uh, story reasons uh, because you were just kind of having a lot of well, fun. Well, more importantly, it made you forget at least briefly about the Godzilla from 98 or 2001 or whatever that was, the the uh, the one with uh, Matthew Broderick in it. Uh, uh, yeah, the the Dean and Emmerich. Uh, that was a poop show, that thing. That was garbage. Godzilla went into the sewers. Yeah. In that movie. Yeah, it did. Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was a lizard. He wasn't a Godzilla anymore. He was a lizard. And, I, and yeah. I, there's a very important uh, distinction. Have you guys done that on film sack? Uh, no, not that. Oh, no. You know what? We think we No, We I know what it was. It was one of those that was streaming and then suddenly yanked from Netflix last minute. So we didn't do it. It's uh, on our list, though. We've done a bunch of Emmerich movies. That's on the list. Like Day After Tomorrow we've done. And uh, the other one, Deep yeah, Impact. Tomorrow, one of my favorite movies because uh, Homeboy outruns the concept <laughs> of cold. <laughs> I like that movie a lot. So fast down a hallway. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That movie's great in lots of ways. That's definitely one of the things I like about it. To me, to me, I, if I had a film festival of movies that shouldn't, shouldn't be watched, but I like them anyway, it would be this like triple header of that water world and, uh, probably Armageddon. Those three things together to me pretty much are the consummate, trilogy of like that kind of 90s era action garbage but so watchable and so much freaking fun that i would watch all three of those all right back to rogue one uh for a second here so uh yeah I'm, i I'm, think you're I'm worried about nothing i think you literally have ptsd about 1998 it's nothing it's no big deal it's gonna be good it may not it may even be the best thing ever because it's gonna change your expectations for what what the uh the, the structure of a star wars story are it's gonna be different and you're going to be going, whoa. It would, it would be it would be a healing moment for me. Mm. If, if, if there could be, because first we had a new Star Wars movie with a, with a Roman numeral at the end of it. It was great. Yeah. I loved it. Saw it four times in theaters. I liked it more each time I saw it. Yeah. Fell in love with all these new actors. Super into it. Very, very happy. Mm. This, a prequel. Getting excited. It w- would be the final bit of healing for me. <laughs> But it is it is something that I uh, that I definitely, uh, uh, you know, it's a little a little worrisome. All right. Well, before uh, we get too far into this, because we are about now nah, we got about six minutes left. I really need to know what you think. We got to have some final Batman Superman predictions. OK, here. you want to know what? I just came up with a bit. All right. Give it's me it. our first bit. Oh, a bit. All right. On, on Hotline Monday. Yeah. We got these big movies coming up next week. We'll we'll talk all about our feelings for it. We're both going to go see the film. Yep. Uh. I want to do over-under on the Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I like this. All right. Is this something we're not stealing this from some other show we do, are we? We're not. I don't think so. Do you do an over-under on Rotten Tomatoes? No, I'm trying to think. I mean, the closest thing that comes to it is like a, I don't know, I guess the actual movie draft, uh, which we'll talk about before the show ends. And by the way, one more caller. Hi, who's this? Hey, this is uh, Jason. This is another J. Martin. Hey, another J. Martin in the tadpole. What's going on, man? What's up, buddy? Hey, um, so I was just thinking, what happens if they go too far away from the Star Wars path and it doesn't feel like Star Wars? What would take it so far away that it wouldn't be like a Star Wars movie? Ooh, that's a really great question. Uh, I think part of part of doing the anthology is being able to get away from from like you know going from one John Williams score to another yeah. uh, Star Wars thing. So you got, I, I kind of want it to be a little gritty. I want it to be, yeah, they, they refer to it as kind of like Guns of the Navarone 
you know, like Man on a Mission, uh, a war movie, right? And like, I, I want that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm okay with that as well. Um, I guess he 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 brings up a good point about matching people's expectations without completely just redoing the formula again. And I think Seven skirted that real close. Like, that was real slippery slopey time for them. Because if you really sit back and think about the themes of Seven and compare them with Four, holy crap, we're, I mean, it's a template in a lot of ways. Yeah. I'm not complaining. I loved it. It's actually what I wanted. But I don't know that you can get away with that too many more times uh, before people start calling you on it. Hi, who's this? Oh, hello there. Um... This is Andreas from London, the Greek from London. How oh, are you guys? Hey, man, good. We uh, t- talked to you a couple weeks ago. It's nice Hello. to hear you. Hello. <laughs> I was too sad you're not talking about boobies today, but uh, I thought I'm going to call anyway. That's fine. I know I'm in the end. I'm just going to say have a nice week. Your new um, timing is really messing up with me, but that's fine. Don't worry about have it. Have a great week and uh, enjoy. Thanks, man. We're going to change. Well, Don't worry. We're back to the normal time next week. Don't worry about it. We'll, yeah, uh, no, that was that was just a, a nice little say hello call. That was very cool. I'd say downright right, delightful. Listen, here's how we're going to set this over under. All right, go for it. We're gonna just going to keep going with the number until we, we, we are both on one side. All right. So we're going to start it out 65%. Do you go over or under? <sighs> Batman this v Superman. Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, so the critic score. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. These should probably start hitting within the next 24 hours as we record. I am looking at the page right now. No critic reviews yet. It is at 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 NA. No, no, uh, not not applicable so it's, far. It's currently got. It's currently got major. Uh, what's the word? Embargo going. So. Um, Yes. You're stuck with that for a bit. And now, it's, you can read some tea leaves. Hmm. You know, uh, you know, I would say that even if something's embargoed, when critics like it, they tend to maybe hit their Twitter a little bit and just say, like, you know, thumbs up or be a little coy, but not write a real review. I may have gotten a text from a couple of friends who had previews and, and, I, and still did not really tell me anything other than, like, an emoji or something. Yeah. You know, like a quick little brief emoji that said, Kind of in a way, kind of what I sh- might expect. So, they, so wait, so what you're saying 65, it, which isn't arbitrary. You but it, go over or under, and we're going to keep adjusting the number mm-hmm. until we're we're on opposite sides, All whatever right. that might be. I'm going to say, I'm going to say over. You say over. It's 65. a yeah. So, so more than 65 percent of critics will like Batman versus Superman. Hold on, let me re- let me think this through. <laughs> People are now uh, uh, wondering in in the tadpole uh, uh, what uh, emoji it was. Was it a poop emoji? Was it an eggplant emoji? <laughs> I feel like if I say, I may give away the identity of the person, and I don't want to do that to him. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to say I'm not. I'm going to change. Man, I got Kanata's number too. I can just text him. <laughs> don't act like you're special. <laughs> no comment. All right, so I'm going to say I'm going to say under sixty five now. And I'm gonna. Can I? I don't have to give you a number yet, though, right? No, 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 no. We because we, I'm gonna go under two, so that means we're lower in the number. All right, all right. Fifty. Oh. Over or under fifty percent? Again, critics only. This isn't about what what the people. The people will 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 register their opinions Monday on this show, two p.m. Pacific, five p.m. Eastern time next week. That's when the people will speak. Uh, the critics will talk this week in the lead up to the film. 50% is the number. Scott, do you go over or under? 
Uh, over. Over 50. Yeah. You want to know what? I actually go over two. So we now move it to 55. Okay, we're right between. Over, under. Um, In fact, you want to, we'll actually split it. 57. Okay, 57. 57. Under 57 for me. All right. <laughs> now we go under two. 55 right. then. Are you over 55? Call the AIRP. Just kidding. Um, I'm going to say uh, under 55. 53. Over. There we go. Then I'm under. All right. That's our number. All right. So our basically, number is 53%. Okay. I'll tell you what. Anybody, anybody who is available right now, literally just call in right now. I just want to hear where <laughs> the callers are. We'll, we'll mow through them. Just call, yell over and under, and hang up. Yeah, it's totally fine. Yeah. Rip rip it through right now. Real quick. 801 this is your last chance. 801-895-4724. If you call it in right now and you just say over or under, that's all you got to say. I will take as many calls as we can fit in in the next couple of minutes uh, while we wait for that because they're still waiting for the uh, the tape to catch okay, up to them. Yeah. Uh, here's uh, one final thing I wanted to say. Um, we like to do plugs occasionally here. Oh, here's one. Okay. Hey, caller, over or under? Over. Over. Definitely over. All right, he says over. So we got one now, over. Again, what, what, what people are betting is critical opinion, mm -hmm. right? Many critics hate superhero movies. Yep, that's true. You know? See, and you're so good they, at this sort of thing. You look at all those factors. I just look at, I look at what, well, I guess I kind of am taking the old movie, uh, the last movie into account. Uh, who's there? Don't you don't have to tell us who you are. What's your, what's your over or under? What do you think? Over. All right. That's a female over. over. Yeah. An optimistic crowd. An optimistic crowd. Think yeah. this movie's going to be pretty good. All right. I'm, I'm Look, I want to be so wrong. I want this thing to be great. I want it to be, and I'm ready for it to be. I'm Listen, I'm not, I judge nothing till I get there, but you're asking me to make a bet. And when I have to bet, yeah, you got to bet. Hi, well, over. You got to oh. think it through. By the way, there's a split here between our, our chat and our calls. Our calls are all going over. Mm -hmm. uh, all the chat is screaming, you know, uh, they're, 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 they're donging the, the bell because it is the undertaker for them. Well, how about this caller? You say over or under? Hello? Yep. Over or under? I think uh, over 55. Over 50. So he's over. He's an over guy. Hi. Uh, over or under? Under. Under. We got an under from the underdog, man. <laughs> from, from, yeah. There's no need to fear. Underdog is here. Hi. Over or under? Under. Okay. Woo. That's an emphatic under right there. Oh, He's serious. That, that's somebody that is is doing something. He's like, <laughs> I gotta get in on this. That's amazing. All right. Well, let's uh, uh let's see how it goes next week. And we want to hear from you guys next week after you've seen it as well. I I guess I can kind of say that it'll be uh, spoilery a little bit, right? Next Monday. Oh no, yeah. No, we're gonna listen. This is your homework. Mm -hmm. Uh uh. By the oh, look at this. Joe uh Tacor in in the chat doing his homework. Man of Steel, mm. 56%. Oh, my. So See, we are right in the wheelhouse. Yeah, we are, actually. I didn't know that going into this. I may, well, I don't know. I don't know. I have my own expectations, but I'm, I'm going in fresh on Thursday okay, to enjoy say, it. Listen, and I feel like that's, it, it's, once you start to get into the, like, that, that realm, mm. it's pretty easy to bounce between 40 and 60%. Like, that's a, not, not that many uh critics talking about it yeah 
so, so yeah, you know, we're going to see 53% is a very, very enticing one. It feels like we've done our odds makers job of getting action on both sides. People yeah. seem to be on, on either side of this. So I am, I am very excited. Hey, real quick. Let's talk about our movie draft on night attack tomorrow night. Yes. Uh, tell us all about it. When is it? What's going on? Who are the teams do we know yet? What's happening? We have one team still up in the air, but uh, our traditional, the the summer classic, uh, we are again bunching up into teams, Team uh, Daily Tech News Show, Team Night Attack, Team The Morning Stream, Team Cord Killers. They will all be gathering on the field of battle to welcome newcomers, Team We Have Concerns. Oh my lord. A, a mystery team, uh, and we are going to be drafting up all the movies. The team that has the slate that makes the most domestic cash wins the prize. It is always a super fun episode, and if you like summer movies, uh, this is, uh, you know, the, the spectacle unlike any other. All right. I'm totally jazzed. I suspect that TMS will do a little better this round, we hope. Uh, we're going to work real hard on it. So <laughs> come on back for that. Uh, Nightattack.tv, or no, DiamondClub.tv, sorry. DiamondClub.tv, uh, that is tomorrow at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Also, a quick note about the Extra Life compilation book. I've got a sales manager who is yelling at me because I'm not pimping it enough because we have copies on the store. We fulfilled all the Kickstarters some time ago. So now there are copies on the store, both hardbound and softbound. If you are interested in 15 years of what I think are the best pulls from the comic, uh, you are uh, certainly encouraged to go there and check that out. All kinds of special commentary in there, a forward by the creator of The Punisher and Firestar and freaking Man-Thing, uh, Jerry Conway. It also includes a whole bunch of artwork from guest artists uh, that you know and love. Uh, so please go check it out uh, with a cover from Howard Porter, JLA's own Howard Porter over at frogpants.com slash store. Man, uh, I don't even have a coffee table in my, uh, in, my, in my apartment. I just hang it from the ceiling. I like so it. it at about coffee table hype because that book is so good. It's pretty good. It deserves its own its own room, really. But it, I, yeah, I, yeah, you know, you really got to just make some space for it so it doesn't just blow up everything around it. Yeah, and I understand uh, how everybody, you know, you can't all do that. So just do what you can. <laughs> it's cheap. Go for it. Get in there. We got Absolutely. anything else? Also, uh, real quick, the contender. Uh, we're, we're setting up these fifty games in fifty states. Uh, we got a lot of really active people that are listening to this show. If you have not already played The Contender, then go pick up a copy of TheContender.us or go to Amazon, buy it there, whatever's clever for you. And if you already like it, enjoy it, what do you say you sponsor a game, you go to a local Starbucks, everybody uh, within the the, the uh, reach of our social media comes and joins you, you have a fun time, you meet new people that'll probably be listeners to the shows like this, uh, and you play a fun card game all at the same time. It's the 50... A state card caucus go ahead on over to us. Yeah. click on the big pop-up that comes up when you go to the site and find out more information improve your tabletop today mm -hmm. uh don't forget we're on twitter hotline monday also justin r young and scott johnson those are our twitter accounts follow us that's where you'll find out all the latest and greatest email us hotline monday at gmail.com and as always hang on to that live number 801-895-4724 we take your calls every week we'll be back uh, 3 p.m. Mountain Time. That's 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern next Monday for a brand new edition. For me, for Justin, and for all of you chuckleheads, we'll see you next time. Now I can't find my thing. There it is. Bye, everybody.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>